0: And I'm a big dreamer.
1: Welcome back to Link to the Cast, your weekly dose of video games and nerd culture ephemera. Here for another special edition, the E3 Wrap Up Pod. A little bit different from the usual weekly podcast if this is your first time listening. Uh, We're just going to go through this mad week of news happening over at the Electronic 3 in California. And no better man to have with me on the line than the platforming prodigy Mark Robinson.
0: Oh, I'm not sure about that. It's been very difficult to keep track of E3 this year um, with everything from doing the World Cup podcast, which, by the way, uh, you can go and listen to. It is up on SoundCloud now, both parts. Both of parts, the TV, yes. Uh, which mm. was a very good show. very much enjoyed that and very much got me uh, into World Cup fever. Um, and then just trying to actually get time to watch the videos and and like I've I've seen yeah. everything that's been announced basically. Uh, yeah. I still haven't seen Nintendo's conference from last night. Hmm. It was last night? I think uh, uh, it was. Yester- it was yesterday afternoon. Oh uh, sure, sure. Uh, so it's it's been mad. Um, at some point, I'll I'll try and get into. I didn't even realize fucking Hollow Knight had just dropped onto to the eShop. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's I got some catching up to do, but I've seen yeah, so most there's... of the, the the most of the stuff that needs to be discussed.
1: Yeah, I can tell you that even like I so saw I've watched all the conferences now. The only one I did not watch live at the time was EA, but then I I went back and watched that in some spare time. So, even watching all the conferences live, there was just, just it, it In some of them, not all of them, as we'll get to, there was just so much news that even if you were watching it and taking notes, as I was, it's hard to keep track uh, of everything that's going on. It was for an E3 we were coming in kind of down a bit, I would say, a bit kind of low on in terms of, oh, are we expecting this to have some blowaway announcements? I think some of the conferences, at least,
0: uh, over exceeded expectations, wouldn't you say? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of them disappointed in terms of not matching up with my predictions from last week, which uh, (laughs) we'll have that at the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, there was a number of conferences kind of went in with a lot of stuff that you were predicting, um, with kind of the obvious games that either we knew about and were expecting to see more footage from, which we did. Uh, Some of them provided uh, some nice surprises in certain areas, um, and we'll get through them as as we discuss them. But I wouldn't say there was anything that I was out and out uh, disappointed by, because the stuff that was pretty lacklustre was the stuff that I wasn't really interested in, like the the EA conference, Um, and then the stuff that I either enjoyed... Um, but wasn't expecting to like the Microsoft conference. It was only in the fact that it gave me a whole bunch of games to look forward to that I'm going to be playing on another console. So, mm. uh, yeah. It, overall, it was it was pretty solid. Um, I don't think yeah. there was anything like the the trifecta we always talk about is the the uh, combination of Final Fantasy VII, Last Guardian, and uh, Shenmue. Shenmue. Yeah, yeah. So there was nothing to that degree, but there was there was plenty of stuff throughout. Yeah. There was a nice consistency. The- there was a couple of ones, there was a couple of announcements here this
1: weekend that that really did catch me off guard. Uh, not quite on the level of a fucking Shenmue or Final Fantasy VII remake, but yeah, there, there was a few surprising ones and a few kind of final, like, oh, this big game we knew existed has arrived. Um, but I suppose we'll, we'll get into it all in, in due course. Uh, the way I'm going to do this is we'll go conference by conference and do some kind of... Um, first we'll do overall non-specific impressions of kind of like the presentation of the conference um and it, that sometimes ties into the length of these fuckers um and then we'll go into the the cliff notes i have written down here of the the stuff that was worth knowing this isn't the t- totality of everything that was announced um but certainly these are the the the, the highlights uh mark first things first before we get into EA uh literally right i think it was right after we were finished recording last week um fucking hitman season 2
0: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> just boom
1: i mean um, you know what it, it seemed it seemed very much like they expected it to leak and sony just got it cuz it's not exclusive to sony but i'm pretty sure it was wasn't a part of sony's like week of announcements leading up to yeah i um, yeah, yeah, and they they scooped themselves because the the page went live on the store several minutes before the announcement was made. That's spectacular. Um, so I already had it pre-ordered and had the 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 unlock for Sniper Assassin downloading when Sony went, oh yeah, it, it, it's coming out. But what do you think of the the little tease for Hitman Season Two?
0: Yeah, I. <sighs> Um, I mean, the timing of it is is pretty much perfect. You want to do that kind of thing during E3, when as many eyeballs are on video game news and video game websites as possible. So, uh, that's Smart by IO and Tony. Uh, Yeah, um, I I don't know if I'll immediately jump into it. Um, They announced that it won't be presented or... um, the, it's, it, it's won't, all, it won't be season. It won't be episodic. Sorry, is the word yeah. It's,
1: it's all on the disc uh, from day one, or all of so, the downloads, so depending on which way you go.
0: That will be interesting from a pacing aspect because one of the the things that I think a lot of people enjoyed about the first Hitman is that. Because you only had the one level for a certain amount of time, you you know, like yeah. we spent forever. And I certainly spent for ages on the first couple of levels, just finding out as many different ways to uh, get around the environment, interact with the environment, all the different types of NPCs, all the weapons that are available. And I wonder if uh, a little bit of the charm of Hitman in the way that it was uh, presented will be lost with Hitman Two yeah i i completely get that i think it's a
1: real like it's it's a toss-up between knowing that having this like little bite size it's not even bite size because those fucking maps are huge but having one episode at a time uh allows you like you said to replay and replay and unlock all those kind of things on your your mastery unlocks and being able to spawn different places spawn in different costumes do all the challenges and things like that um it it's being able to enjoy that experience and the toss-up of that is that there were a couple of episodes that were a little bit like um a little bit longer than a month in between them and i was kind of itching for the new one to come out whereas now i don't have to wait um so if you're someone who can temper yourself and just take it one map at a time then you're probably going to love this but if you're somebody who just needs to get to the end as quickly as possible you you mightn't uh get the full benefit of it but it's out uh november what is it november 13th this year and if you pre-order it physically or digitally you get um uh early access to it's it's done as a, like a, a, its own separate download it's sniper assassin mode it's one of the new modes that's coming in so among the new modes that's coming in is uh there's one thing that uh definitely made me pique my curiosity for uh uh, from the perspective of having games nights here that's co-op assassinations very much uh like that idea but the um the what's it called silent assassin is it or sniper assassin yeah uh is basically i've played it now and it's a mode where they set up a map, but you as 47 stay stationary with a vantage point off in the distance. So it was like this big kind of uh, manner. not to it's kind of reminiscent of the manner from the, the Paris mission, episode one of season one. And uh, you basically stand still with a sniper rifle and you have to try and hit the, all the targets and all the bodyguards on the map uh, before they get away. So you have to wait for the different rather than you try to kind of uh, force situations to happen or go for different challenges, you have to uh, analyze paths of movement and things like that, figure out where people are going to be and shoot them in such a way that it doesn't raise the alarm because as soon as somebody finds a body or or sees someone get shot dead, all the targets scatter and get off the map and then you fail. Um, So that's a really interesting wrinkle on that as a little kind of, it's almost like a little hitman mini game, i like that and briefly mark because i was really quick off the draw downloading and playing this thing on friday and it's up on our twitch channel my little playthrough of it um i was briefly fifth in the world at hitman i'm proud of Uh, all all too briefly i i I can't imagine i'm still up there in the rankings right now but that was that that was uh, a little nice moment for me but anyway let's get into the actual um the press conferences and first a day before anybody else uh we had the electronic arts crew uh uh, coming out um and doing their conference um what are your impressions of this one over like not specific about games but how did you feel the the presentation went for me i I thought it was kind of just more of the same from them
0: yeah nothing um i don't think it was as uh personally offensive as years past um, the one
1: two years ago with all the influencers, yeah,
0: like there was a lot less of that, so that was good. Um, uh, just uh, yeah, kind of by the numbers, nothing too spectacular. Um, you know, they gave us uh, you know enough around anthem to get kind of an idea of what that is. Obviously, they uh, showed more about Battle Battlefield Five and uh, the kind of multiplayer aspects of that. Um, And then I guess, yeah, we can just kind of talk about the games uh, in particular. Yeah. Because one of the ones uh, that I, I, was... I will I, I will say, just
1: uh, before we get into the specific games, one of the things I really loved about this conference was the vibe of, look how nice we're being to you. We're yes. not putting loot boxes <laughs> in this. We're giving you free content. Yeah. As if they weren't the fucking ones who were the worst offenders of all this time last year. Yeah,
0: but definitely. But they were fucking...
1: Butter wouldn't melt now.
0: Definitely on the charm offensive with that. Yeah, but uh, absolutely. I, I'll start with you um, because I'm not a Bioware person, and yeah. Anthem isn't anything that I'm, I'd say I'm particularly interested in. So I know you are a fan of Bioware um, games. Yeah, more yeah, so I than me, anyway. So
1: yeah, I wouldn't call myself like a huge. Fan. I, I definitely call myself an admirer of the the worlds that Bioware builds. uh, mass effect or dragon age um i'm really i find myself because obviously you you don't want to see people do badly in the industry um i'm really rooting for bioware because there's a lot of um chatter over the course of this weekend the anthem is really make or break for bioware because mass effect andromeda came out last year and it was a pile of shite um and it didn't work and even when it did work it was very bad um so it, it seems like they may be next on the chopping block from the the cruel masters at ea closing down studios that displease them
0: um so hopefully they do well
1: um
0: but with it, that said like ea you're putting a fair bit of um They're they're really pushing this, you know. Oh, yes, 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 absolutely. Anthem was all over this weekend. Yeah, so... And I think because of the nature of what Anthem looks like, I expect that it will do well. Now, whether it does well in the way that EA wants it to do well, that remains to be seen because those Mm. kinds of numbers are a bit skewed at this point when it comes to the big AAA uh, games. But I, I, I think it has the kind of vibe behind it um and it is front and center with ea at the moment so I'm, I'm fingers crossed because uh yeah ea are quite they have the notoriety at this point of um picking up studios and then at some point down the line uh closing them off when really the, it just was completely unnecessary but what, what do you think of, of Anthem? So,
1: um, it's worth saying as well, just before I forget, that it's out February 22nd, 2019, which is a date that is going to keep coming up. February of 2019, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have to quit their jobs if they want to play all the games coming out that month. It's fucking ridiculous. But um, Anthem, to me, every, every time I've seen it, Mark, I don't know about you, it looks like a Frankenstein's monster of, like, Halo, Titanfall, and Destiny all put together um, um one of the things that seems to be coming out this weekend that people are a little bit disappointed in um the bioWare fans who are keeping track on Anthem is that you're not going to be able to form like romantic relationships like you could in BioWare or in uh, or not in BioWare sorry in in Dragon Age or in Mass Effect or at least not quite in the same way where you can kind of like pick a gender and and, and keep uh like bound between paramours uh, it doesn't seem like you're going to be able to do that an anthem which has some of the, the the bioware hardcores a bit miffed but i really don't think this game is for them necessarily it's a million miles from mass effect or, or from dragon age um it still doesn't interest me um it, it, it the only way it, it it doesn't interest me from a like a playing it point of view it interests me to see how it does financially it interests me to see what that game actually handles like it definitely looks pretty uh i will say that but pretty much anything that comes out of that frostbite engine that's developed by ea looks really good uh but still i i don't know like it just seems like constituent elements of games i have enjoyed already elsewhere it doesn't offer me anything new or unique i don't think
0: Uh, i would agree with you i think that is the one big problem with anthem is it just yeah, as you say, it looks like a kind of mash-up of a couple of things that already exist um, and that, that is the the bigger concern I have um, is that players will be looking at this and just like I'm kind of already doing what this is, but yeah. you know we have got a good 8 months or even longer before this comes out so um, you know the Battle Royales of the world, maybe players have kind of moved on from that want to do something new Uh, who knows we'll see where the world is in uh, by february yeah uh speaking of which battlefield
1: 5 uh had another trailer a kind of full version of a trailer that had been teased early on in the week uh game looks good um if it's anything along the lines of battlefield 1 i'll really like the single player and not bother with the multiplayer uh it'll be one to pick up uh at a reduced price later on um the trailer start uh, and i didn't know at the time but in hindsight it was the start of a trend for the whole weekend of women and um gay relationships being pushed to the forefront of games as just not in a sort of hey look we're being inclusive but in a sort of just matter of fact sort of way. Like it was any other relationship, which I think overall back tone of the weekend was really refreshing, really positive and made me happy. Um, anytime, I saw that because as a, a white, hetero male, uh, I have been represented my entire life and then some in video games, but it's nice to see other people, other orientations, other races, things like that being represented more and more in these big A games. Uh, the other thing about Battlefield, before I turn over to you, that they have uh, announced is that they are going to do a Battle Royal mode, but... Uh, they're already saying they're going to do battle royale reimagined so mark in the course of a year and a half we've gone from battle royale being this new hot thing in multiplayer shooters to it being ripped off to a massive
0: court case to now we
1: need to reimagine it it's Um, it's a very
0: accelerated process they've capcommed it is what they've done yeah yeah, um, they, what do you think of Battlefields? I, I mean, I'm not the Battlefield person out of the two of us, um, so I haven't even watched. <laughs> the, the...
1: A, a lot of this conference is going to be stuff that you're not the high man on.
0: When it comes I to think. EA, that is yes, that is that is absolutely true. Um, so again, I'm kind of like banking on you to to give me your faults, um, yeah. but I do appreciate with uh, with this and as you've mentioned across E3 that uh, developers and publishers are clearly just like no here here are um people of color here are people of different sexual orientations whatever um you know these are the people that are um the the kind of forefront of these games and uh few few people out there who uh, want to bitch and and complain about that oh, fuck off uh, we're not interested and uh that that part of it i do appreciate
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got one tiny bit of Star... where well, we got two bits of tar- Star Wars news. The first thing was one poor man was the sacrificial lamb sent out to talk about Battlefront 2. <laughs> um, and there was kind of like a moment at the beginning where there was very much sentiment of, we know, but come on, let's carry on. Um, Battlefront 2 has just announced that they're adding the, the Clone Wars, uh, which is a big kind of like amongst the extended Star Wars community. The Clone Wars TV show is quite beloved so adding content from that makes a lot of sense the other bit of um star wars news from ea was uh, vince sampella of respawn who you might know best as the developers of titanfall uh, have announced that they are at work on a new uh full star wars title for ea that is going to be called jedi fallen order we didn't get many more details than that It was a very awkward little segment on that EA press conference. Uh, Andrea Renee did her best. uh, God bless her. I think she was actually a very good host. um, And did her best with the awkward and stilted things she had to say. And the people she had to talk to uh, during this. So yeah, Jedi fall in order. The the most Um,
0: important thing there is I lost a point on that.
1: Yeah, you sure did. But uh, yeah, when it comes to the scores totting up. uh, This this, this was the start of a... uh, a poor little spell for you uh <laughs> here were, here was one we didn't st- we didn't consider unravel two spelled t-w-o uh not only announced but out immediately after the conference not in a million fucking years that i think we'd be in an unravel yeah. two um yeah well i suppose in a world where we have
0: knack yeah, two you know that's yeah, back jack but like Knack at least had some notoriety behind it of being Knack. Bad. Like, well, yeah. (laughs) Unravel just was there um, and then disappeared without a whimper. So, all right then. Uh, A a rather unassuming and average 2D side-scrolling platformer? Sure, give me another. Again, it's very pretty. The first one was very pretty. I'm sure the second one is very pretty, but... um, wasn't exactly uh compelled to go straight to my PlayStation 4.
1: Yes, uh, nor I, sir. Uh speaking of EA Indies, uh, we have a new and interesting title called Sea of Solitude from German developers Joe May or Joe Mai. Um, and it's this really, really nice cell-shaded adventure that looks to be kind of like based on this like you're on the sea or something like that. Um, and it's all kind of like a thematic exploration of loneliness and depression. So I'm uh, well on
0: board. Was, this was the
1: real, like, somber moment, um, where like the woman from the studio came out and like presented, like, people are monsters. You know, it was like, "Whoa, okay, steady on. We're here for a fun time." Um, but yeah, that's Sea of Solitude. Uh, did you see this? What, what did you I, think of it? I did see this actually. I,
0: the art, the art looks great. Yeah, I mean, the game looks phenomenal, and it actually reminds me a little bit. Uh, there are times where. Um, there are the kind of like digital black, uh, like ash particles falling around, kind of like in Twilight Princess during the the bits where it all goes digital and whatnot um, in the darkness. Um, it looks really really nice, um, mm. and it, the key thing is it doesn't look like an EA game, and that's probably yeah. the, the highest compliment I can give it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I actually I'm quite interested. That was the, really the one thing from EA that I took away that was like, yeah, I I'd like to look at this more. Hey Mark, Command & Conquer is back, but it's on phones, and it looks shit. I mean, there are two types of games uh, that have exploded in the past couple of years. One of them is the Battle Royale mode, and one of them is your mobile free-to-play RTS. So the idea of EA taking Command & Conquer and turning it into that, uh, really, honestly, is something that we should probably have predicted last week.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, seemed, you know that seems like a bit of an open goal in hindsight.
0: And you know what? Like, it's it's a smart thing to do because uh, EA. I, I'm presuming that this is them looking not completely at the whole. Like, all right, well, loot boxes aren't working, but um, somewhere where that is uh, hmm. more accepted as just a common practice and just a, a, a common mechanic. Is in that free to play mobile market, uh, so uh, you know, I reckon they'll make a fair bit of money from that, yeah. Uh, we had our FIFA
1: trailer, which uh had the announcement of the Champions League license. The big footballing special guest for the EA conference this year was, in fact, the Champions League trophy itself, uh, which was uh, a bit of a turnabout, uh, but other than that, kind of your boilerplate, uh, this ain't joe daddy's fifa we've changed it all this year even though it kind of looks the same but you know we'll still all buy it but uh yeah the champions league and presumably the europa league are are coming to fifa Uh, and then the final thing that i want to talk about just when you thought like there was a couple of these announcements where ea were like oh dlc will be free for this product oh there'll be no loot boxes in this right there nestled in the middle was that they announced a new Premiere subscription service. Uh, So they already have EA Origin and now there's kind of a a new higher tier of uh, Origin Access called uh, Origin Access Premiere that uh, basically just allows you to get the... If you're uh, an Origin user on PC, you will get uh, EA PC games a bit sooner than you would on standard Origin Access. But it was this this was announced in the midst of a speech about how it was something about like subscription services were a real core element of EA's business and I just kind of Ooh.
0: <laughs> I mean somewhere someone has put a spreadsheet together and gone, This is a thing we should do and uh, I I give it six six months. That's that's
1: <laughs> there's my prediction. Uh next press conference we had microsoft um my impressions of this kind of loosely uh, i think this was the best conference of the weekend start to finish uh, i think microsoft knocked it out of the park which i have not been able to say at all this generation really um they had a lot of games they had strong branding about like you can play all this stuff on xbox here's our range of xboxes here are the services we provide strong branding they're hammering on the exclusives whether they're a first party exclusive or timed exclusive um really driving home that there are things you can play first and best or exclusively on xbox uh they're continuing to make that game pass service they have real good value for money um they announced some acquisitions in the middle of this that we'll get to, uh, and then they ended with the best uh, one more thing of the whole weekend. I think. Uh, what were
0: your general, non-specific thoughts on on Microsoft, Mark? Again, kind of as I said at the start, like everything here, other than the Cuphead DLC, uh, everything here that I would be interested in, I will be able to play on my PS4, whether it's at the same time as Xbox One users. Or a point down the line, which to be honest, I've got enough fucking stuff to play at the moment, so that's fine. I can I could do with the wait. Um, it was, you know, kind of definitely uh, a more positive conference from the last couple of years. Uh, I think partly for me as well because there was less. Hardware nonsense that I wasn't interested in um, with Scorpio and this is the most powerful gaming console ever and You're a part of this and I care about any of that. So yeah very much just that here are games here are lots of games and that's uh, That's the kind of conference I I would prefer and Microsoft in terms of that in terms of providing a lot of games that um, For the players that do have an Xbox one uh, It gave them a lot more to be excited about because the last year to two years has been a bit bleak, with uh, either exclusives or just just stuff to, to look forward to really on the Xbox. So this, um, I think, this will do. Uh, this has done a lot of good for them in regards to that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's just get into it here. We
1: opened uh, with a teaser for the new Halo game, which uh, f- following a trend that was also set this weekend of we're throwing numbers in games out the fucking window and replacing them with words. Uh, Halo Infinite is arriving. So uh, look forward to Booker DeWitt's adventures in Halo. Um, Game looks good. Uh, It was just a pre-rendered little cutscene just kind of a mood setting thing. It's in an entirely new engine that uh, 3 or developed called the Slipstream Engine. Um yeah just kind of looks good looks like more halo um but from what a lot of people are saying who are talking to microsoft heads this weekend they're actually really trying to do something a bit new with halo instead of just releasing halo 6 which is part of the reason for them breaking with the number convention is that they want to kind of reassure people that they're that they're trying to actually make a substantial change to a a kind of stale series
0: Yeah, I feel that's the... um, We could call that the Assassin's Creed formula. um, After 3, deciding, right, this... Yeah, we need to kind of uh, mix this up a little bit. Which is a smart thing to do from a a marketing perspective. um, Because it does feel like... I haven't played the last couple of Halo games, but it definitely does feel like you've gone as far as you can to a certain degree with that. And yeah, first-person shooters are constantly evolving. I mean, you know, the first uh, Halo is combat evolved. And... It did feel that um, after 3, and with the console uh, generation shifting, that Halo kind of felt like it had uh, taken a step back uh, compared to some of the other FPS's out there, and certainly in terms of uh, multiplayer combat and whatnot, so again like for those that have an xbox they're probably going to be interested in halo and the trailer did look very nice very nice water that's the thing i look for in a in a good games trailer so um yeah you know hope fingers crossed it'll be uh because I feel like the last one, if I remember, was just kind of, yeah, it's Halo, sure, cool. Sure. Kind of like with Gears of War, which I did play Gears of War 4. Um, Gears of more, Gears of more, definitely Gears of more. So I'm hoping um, for Halo fans that this is more than just more of Halo. Um,
1: then we got a look at Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Now, you're the the man who had played through a, a fair bit of Ori, I think, hadn't you? Uh, uh, on my I, played, Xbox. I
0: played a fair few hours
1: of it. Um how did this trailer grab you because like aesthetically i love ori but in terms of gameplay it it gets bastard hard and that's kind of where i fall out of it about halfway through
0: um so i again i only spent a fair few hours with it uh it had uh that whimsical platforming charm and obviously it looked incredible um i don't honestly remember it grabbing me um, which is part of the reason I, I guess I only put a few hours into it. Um, and the fact that it was on your Xbox. But, like, you know, if I had an Xbox, I probably would be looking at this. And it probably would be saying that I'd, I would definitely pick up and uh, and give a run through. Um, but, it, I mean, it looks incredible. The, the visual style of Ori. Um, Ori in the Blind Forest was, was amazing. And this one, uh, Will of the Wisps, takes that and clearly expands on it. Uh, so, you know, this on... Uh, on a 4k tv i imagine i imagine it'll be quite the feat quite the uh, feast on the eyes
1: uh we got to see what the new from software game uh that was teased at the game awards is and it's a game called sekiro shadows die twice and it's basically samurai dark souls um what i liked about this was we got we got an extended look at what it is but uh I love that even though they've gone for a brighter color palette, which is not hard to be uh, more colorful than Dark Souls or Demon Souls or Bloodborne. But uh, as well as the brightened color palette, they have still kept that like art style of from software games where everything is still gross. Um, what did you think of Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice? Obviously, neither of us are going to play this game, but. Uh, how do you think the presentation was well
0: i like that we had uh neo last year which was like samurai blood bloodborne and now we have ninja bloodborne um yeah. and i like that as i was watching this what was what was it um i think the the giant bomb lads were like is this tenchu i think uh, yeah it did give me vibes of that yeah this actually did look really cool um i as as you've mentioned neither of us are uh, uh bloodborne slash dark souls uh, people uh, but I do mm. think that that type of game in a specific setting might intrigue me and I think that a, a ninja setting and even like I would like to play beer at some point I just I never got around to it um yeah. it is a kind of setting that would possibly intrigue me so uh it, it looked really cool though um, definitely definitely another game um for, for Xbox owners that would I, I probably looks like said they'll pick up
1: and uh, then we got your boy Todd Howard from Bethesda who came out, clearly couldn't wait three or four hours until his own conference, needed to come out during Microsoft to talk about Fallout 76. All we really got at this was a couple of little tidbits in a trailer. The big meat of what Fallout 76 was going to come later with a gameplay trailer over at Bethesda. But for now, we'll just mention he came out, showed a, a, a kind of cool, like the, the trailers for Fallout are always great. They always have great music, great voiceover, really sets the tone, sets the mood, gets you in the mood to play or look at some Fallout. Um And the, the main tidbit of information he gave away during this, uh for those who were worried that this was just going to be a small afterthought, for Bethesda relative to a, a normal, full, meaty Fallout game, he pointed out that the map to Fallout 76 is, is four times the size of Fallout 4. Okay, but uh, this, which, does it have
0: four times the content?
1: Well, this is what we'll talk about later when we get to Bethesda, but uh, what do you think of uh, Toddy e. H there and his, and his trailer? The trailer was cool, wasn't it? I haven't seen it because it's Fallout, so I'm ah, interested. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Fair. Uh, then we got uh, a trailer for The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, which is from don't nod uh it's uh what we would later find out at the square conference is a precursor to whatever life is strange 2 is going to be but it's a a a relatively standalone story in the life is strange universe it's going to drop june 26th and it is free uh which is pretty cool
0: yeah this came um it had a visual style similar to to life is strange but but, i mean you, you uh you know you were very much a fan of the first life is strange what did you think of this Um, I thought it's cool, like, um,
1: obviously, I selfishly still want to hang out with Max and Chloe, see what they're at, but um, as a kind of, like, tester, and then finding out that, like, it is a tease to whatever Life is Strange 2 is going to be when that comes out, now I'm interested, and hell, it's free, so I'm going to play it anyway, and I really like the, the... Art style of those don't nod life is strange games, so I'll definitely be checking this one out. uh Then, even though it was delayed during the week, we got a little bit of a kind of what I imagine was supposed to be the launch trailer for it, uh but they lopped off the the, the date at the end. Uh, a little bit of a trailer for a Crackdown, uh where Terry Crews is basically assuring us how much fun it's going to be, and please forget about the fact that we delayed it. um One thing I will say about this, apart from the like you know, that there isn't such a thing as too much Terry Crews. Uh, I like the art style in Crackdown 3. Um, cell shading is always uh, a good way to go for me. Gets gets a little thumbs up from me.
0: I, you know what? Watching that trailer, I'm um, I, I, I really, there's nothing about Crackdown 3 that looks compelling to me at all.
1: Yeah, oh, I don't, I don't want to play the game at all. But, it looks but, nice, but
0: it's just, yeah. it looks like a big pointless shooty bang bang type, game that yeah. I there's just
1: there's nothing there there's me, nothing I,
0: there. to me i looked at it and i was like you know i could just
1: play saints row yeah <laughs> like it did it did look like agents of mayhem the really bad uh game made by the saints row people last year uh, i could not get that out of my head but uh anyway yeah then i just they the, showed
0: the the, the yeah. more that we Get about Crackdown Three, and the more it gets delayed, and with trailers like this, I'm, um, I'm, I'm worried about that game when it gets released. Uh, like yeah. I don't know how you feel, but
1: yeah, I, I, I think delay after delay after delay makes me feel like i'm not so sure about this i'm really not so sure about and, this and there's
0: just nothing to show for it like that that trailer just didn't show anything that... and it's it's coming out in february so it's
1: going to be out in the middle of a hundred thousand games so either they're really confident or they don't mind it being sent out to die because people will be too busy talking about the other games to report on it <sighs> i guess we'll see I guess we will um then we got a trailer for metro exodus which i'm really interested in it's got that like grimy post-apocalyptic soviet aesthetic going on like like the other metro games um you're going to be kind of traveling around russia not just in uh moscow um from what i can tell uh visuals look great Looks like just uh it's gonna scratch that itch for a good like 7. 5, 8 out of ten first person shooter that doesn't bother me with multiplayer.
0: Yeah, I like I like the way this looks. Um that kind of post-apocalyptic Chernobyl type sort of setting. Like it it's got a cool vibe to it. Uh I haven't played Metro Games, um for <laughs> reasons being that I'm a big coward, but <laughs> it it had a cool trailer, had a cool vibe to it. Um, This this one impressed. This one did impress.
1: Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 has frozen. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. <sighs>
0: yeah.
1: God, God, uh, bless, for... God bless fans
0: of Kingdom Hearts. That's all I can say.
1: Yeah, i got a big demo for Forza Horizon 4, which is usually the piss break for me because I don't really care about driving sims that much. Uh although I will say the the dynamic weather they have in it looks pretty cool and it's an interesting idea that um every single week in that game this was revealed on the Giant Bomb night show last night of all things. Um every single week in that game the weather is going to change. Uh the season. So it will be spring one week then summer then autumn then winter. So basically the same tracks if you play say track 1 you play that this week and then you go back to play it next week. Will the the weather impacts the game in a dynamic way that means that like the challenges brought on by different seasons will um make driving them or tackling them slightly different. So I think that's a like that's a clever driving sim way of trying to keep sustained online play going. And they also said like every week they're going to be changing up the different events that are actually available in the world um so they're really attempting to keep content as fresh as possible there which if you're going to try and get some like people on to do this games as a service sort of thing uh you really got to be prioritizing keeping things fresh and making sure like the game doesn't become a grind for people that's the quickest way they're going to drop off
0: uh, i just appreciate all the the memes about the game being set in uh, england and scotland yeah. and uh that that was what we were saying last week about... We haven't had a game set in London for a while. Well, nearly... I didn't think this was going to be the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, they look pretty. They look very pretty. Uh, we
1: also had a big announcement here. Now, we kind of like laughed beforehand about how Microsoft really wasn't doing a great job with the first-party system. Uh, well, they had a very Microsoft response to that, which was just, buy everybody. Um, so they announced that they're opening a new first-party studio called The Initiative. And then they announced that they bought four independent studios. So they bought Undead Labs, who made State of Decay for Xbox. They bought Playground Games, who make Forza, which I was. It fucking baffled me that they didn't already own the studio that makes Forza, but whatever. Um, the big one for Mark here, uh, they bought Ninja Theory. Uh yeah. I don't know who made dmc uh so now ninja theory is an in-house first party developer for microsoft that's a pretty big get
0: it's the genius thing of um they can't be first party games or games on any other consoles if no other studios exist it's genius Mm. yeah and then they
1: finished off the set with uh, compulsion games who are the people behind we happy few and we got uh, a new trailer for we happy few and a lot of impressions coming out of We Happy Few, which is playable on the show floor at E3. It turns out, Mark, they have changed the entire genre
0: of that game. Did you Did you read about this at all? So, I, I haven't checked up anything new about the game since this E3. All I remember is that there was the original trailer, everyone got very excited, then people got to play the game, it was amazing for the first 10 minutes, and then became largely yeah. redundant afterwards. It became don't starve or something like, like it, it the problem was it's it's fu-
1: at its core the original version of we happy few was a hardcore and i mean hardcore survival game like it had hunger meters and tiredness measures uh that's how hardcore it was um so what they've done seemingly here because the game went quiet for a long time as you'll recall uh, and it's it kind of been reannounced with this trailer and its acquisition by Microsoft, presumably some new money coming in. And uh, people who are playing it are saying. So the way it went was everyone saw the trailer, as you said. It got really excited going, this looks like Bioshock by way of Clockwork Orange. And then the the kind of the alpha came out or whatever you want to call the ver- the playable version of it that came out. And everyone's like, no, I don't want to play this. So they basically just went back in and went, right, no one likes what type of game it, this is. Fuck that out. Keep all the cool stuff people liked and just turn it into mechanically a Bioshock game. And that's what they have done. It's an it's an action game now. Huh. Um, well, so I mean... in, in fairness to them, they've pivoted. And like now I'm interested in playing that game.
0: Well, if you think about it, like the uh, the original uh, Bioshock Infinite trailer and what that game looked like at the end was—I mean, obviously they were both first-person shooters, but there were some radical differences yeah. there. Um, they, so... they even changed the like the original villain in Bioshock Infinite
1: was a guy called Saltonstall, yeah. who the, the I think the main image of him you can find uh, in the the game is his scalp nailed to a piece of timber somewhere.
0: So I mean, look, I mean. They got the reception back. They felt that, all right, this isn't working. And they made the changes they felt that was necessary. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of can only commend them for doing that. Mm. Uh, Division 2 is in
1: Washington, D.C. and will be out on March 15th. But it's uh, not
0: I'll... a statement about, you know, anything current at the moment in the political no, landscape. Nothing. Not at all. Nope, nope. nope. Um, but... You know, if th- I, I have
1: always insisted that game, in terms of how it looked and how it played, was brilliant. The problem was, much like Destiny, when it came out, it was just hollow. There was no content. It was so grindy that it completely turned me off, and a lot of other people as well. So if Division 2 can come out, learn from its predecessors' mistakes, um, it could be a pretty decent game, uh, as I said, out out March 15th. Uh, we got a shadow of the Tomb Raider. A brief trailer here. There'd be a longer one at the square uh, conference. Um, and this one basically just showed how it was more of the same, which is fine. Now we'll throw over to Mark Robinson for this next one. It's not quite Skate Four, but uh, session.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I I I fast forwarded to this part of the the conference just to see like the YouTube comments, and everyone's just like hashtag skate 4 skate 4 skate 4 and it's not skate 4 but it does look like skate and that's cool because yeah. we don't have anything that's like skate in the moment so yeah clearly ea aren't bothered no and because you know they can make all their money off of a command and conquer mobile game so good i'm glad someone has picked up the reins and thought fuck it let's make our own skate skateboard game so, I mean, who knows what this will play like, who knows if this will be um, more of the sim-type skateboarding game like skate, or will go more of the Tony Hawk's route, um, preferring the former, but uh, yeah, hey, like, everyone that would be interested in the skate game will have looked at this and thought, huh, alright, and that's, that's genius, so yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. on board with this. Next one, we're both very on board for.
1: I'm sure. Devil May Cry Five.
0: Oh, oh, oh. I, oh this is good.
1: I text you. I text you. I was fucking kicking myself. I didn't predict Devil May Cry Five.
0: Um, yeah, talk to me about Devil May Cry Five, buddy. Uh, it looks a lot like DMC, uh, which is not a bad thing because it looks like DMC, but it also looks like original devil may
1: cry franchise as yeah well because uh
0: i i will be the person that says i prefer dmc over any devil may cry game so i'm glad God damn monster uh look i am the one it is a divisive game yeah so i'm glad that they have taken um elements and, and aesthetics from that uh and i mean to be honest i looked at the main character and i was like huh oh, Cody Rhodes." so you know look forward to that cosplay in next year's wrestle kingdom but you know i saw more uh footage i've seen uh, gifs from nobel on twitter and it <laughs> it looks like a hell of fun game uh so i yeah. really am really looking forward to that
1: uh for devil may cry fans i think the main thing of note here is that the main character in the game is not dante but is in fact nero in- uh from was it Deadman Cry 3 or 4?
0: Uh,
1: I, I think it was 4. Oh, it was 4. Oh, yeah. Virg- Virgil was 3, wasn't he?
0: Uh, well, I only remember Virgil from DMC off the top of my head. But yes, he was in prior ones. But yes, because okay. Nero was in 4. Because that was part of what people were throwing a-, a strop about. Was the fact that you didn't play as Dante the whole way through. It wasn't quite to the yeah. levels of playing as Raiden in MGS2. Yeah. But, you know, the theory is ah. the same.
1: Yeah, and then you got your tease of Dante at the end. And, of course, we have our new sassy female sidekick as well in the trailer. Um, Then we move on to... We're we're really in Mark Robinson corner here because then we got a tease for Cuphead, the delicious last course DLC. Yeah, we did. With, speaking of Trends V3, new playable
0: character, Miss Chalice. Uh, Look, just just give me more Cuphead. I'm fine with that. I didn't think we'd get this... um... I I really didn't think we'd see anything new, uh, Cuphead related, just because of, I I really want to know like what was the development of Cuphead like? I really hope we get a no clip episode. Based, I was gonna on say it. at Danny O'Dwyer. Yeah, yeah, just to learn like okay, what what happened? Why did this take so long? Was it just the original art assets? What what was it exactly? Because uh, to get like within a year later, we're spinning out this. Um, I don't know, maybe it's the, they're more comfortable they have kind of just the engine in place maybe that was what the issue was the whole time Yeah, but... Or it could have been that it was like stuff
1: that was half finished and they decided not to put in the, the game and then when it kicked off so well they went, well oh, we'll revisit this and finish it off maybe Possibly, it could be that
0: um, So yeah, more you know, like... so,
1: Sometimes you just have to hit your date and cut stuff out for budget reasons That's um, true, but but uh, this alone Microsoft 1 E3 for me So Yeah uh, next, we have the the winner of Project Octopath Traveler's Dumbest Game Name of E Three Award, Jump Force. Uh, I mean, this was this, anime.
0: This was anime this, in its full glory.
1: This was anime. So we had um, the the guy from One Piece. We had Naruto. Um, who else did we have? Goku, Frieza, and then at the end we had uh, the dude from Death Note. Uh, and it just looks like a, a fighting game. They've basically done um, like Smash Brothers for anime. So, But it didn't I, have one I, punch
0: man and that's what pissed me off the most.
1: Well, I suppose that is kind of like having Meta Knight in Smash Brothers. Like he's literally <laughs> one punch man. How could he possibly be in a fighting game?
0: Uh, no, I guess I'd never thought of it that way before
1: um then we had what might have been uh you'd have to ask brian who was with me for uh, most of e3 this might have been the biggest single dave ryan pop of the weekend dying light 2
0: yeah i see was this one coming
1: i did not um in a million years like i just like i suppose if i would sit down and think about it i think well everybody really loved that game it kind of like crept out of nowhere and was a massive critical success they probably are making one but i I didn't think we'd see one so soon uh this looks really good and it sounded like nathan fillion uh the guy doing the, the the voice of what i think is the antagonist in the game but if it's dying like two it looks like it's set further in the future it looks like society has crumbled a bit more people have started like building up all sorts of weird intricate contraptions and shanty towns around the place that's just a world i like living in i love parkouring around that place um yeah i I, the only thing that i didn't like about dying light 2 is i thought the story was a little bit thin um so if they go back in and actually write a better story but keep the the core of that combat and that world and and that traversal and then get some more fucked up zombies uh because time has passed that'd be great
0: yeah but dave it's not Battletoads.
1: It's not, which is next on the list here. Speaking of games, they just
0: pulled out of their holes a new Battletoads. I'm not I'm not going to say this is a mother 3, but uh, wh- where the what the how the why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: because even the people who remember it fondly also don't necessarily want a new one because they were traumatized enough the first time.
0: I, I appreciate that they teased right at the start of the trailer uh, Turbo Tunnel. Uh, now, have you ever played Battletoads before? Uh, only very briefly in the Rare collection. Okay, Um, let me tell you about Level 3. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen footage of Turbo Turbo Tunnel, but it is, like, even for my standards of enjoying difficult 2D platformers, even I just put the controller down and go, nah, you know what, this is, nah, I'm grand, thanks, I'm I'm alright. I will be very curious to see If this is just like a straight up HD remake Uh, And I'll also be very curious to see If this does what Has become uh, A common trend among uh, Either HD remakes Or just kind of straight up ports of older 2D Classic games with Mega Man The the recent Mega Man collection being A good example of providing Any kind of uh, rewind Feature or uh, save state Feature Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the case as well with oh uh i want to say like a lot of the 3ds ports of like older nintendo games i think you could do save states if i remember correctly i might be off um and so if any game any game ever needed to have something of that nature it would be a a battletoads game um so but i'll be curious because like battletoads actually as a game isn't that great by any means it's just it's it's notoriety is just how fucking difficult it is so uh, i'm curious to see what that will look like in the end uh just cause for the
1: biggest just cause yet was announced we'd get more details on that later at square but it is out on december 4th um so yeah another game hopefully this has a half decent story in it
0: uh yeah and again like the idea of like bigger this is bigger it's like okay well it needs to be filled with stuff that makes it being bigger actually worthwhile yeah. um and mm. that 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 kind of already has me concerned that that's the thing they're going on is like it's a bigger game it's like you have to do more than that uh then we had
1: <laughs> i think one of my favorite uh laughing out loud moments uh gears of war symbol comes up on the screen You hear a noise, the wall gets knocked down and it's Gears of War Funko Pops. The crowd went from hyped to dead silent in a matter of seconds uh, as Gears Pop was announced, uh, a mobile game based on the Gears of War and Funko Pop universe. See, I Uh,
0: really thought that it was going to be like... uh a lego inspired type game but using the the funko pop figures which i would be well on board. oh god with. we we need to delete that from this podcast
1: because they will do that <laughs> no i think that'd be a great idea <laughs> fair enough fair enough i'm sure like for the for young people that actually they would love that um then they also announced gears tactics um a new kind of like Xcom gears of war game uh, and then finally they got to what everyone thought they were announcing in the first place, Gears 5. And amazingly, when you think about the the almost toxic levels of masculinity this franchise is steeped in, Gears 5 has Kate as the main character. And that just warmed me up. Um, and there was like a little bit of a kind of like, uh, a little bit of gameplay shown in this trailer and it looks like her being lighter and having kind of like a different loadout and things like that seems to have changed the the dynamics of the combat in this game I I, I I don't know about you but in by the end of this trailer i was
0: way more interested in playing gears 5 than i ever was in gears 4 um well i think the interest in playing gears 4 uh partially was the fact that you know it was the first one on new console and the idea that we could play together as friends but yeah yeah the uh, definitely coming out of it like we went in just with the case of hey it's been a long time since we've had a gears of war game so that you know wasn't gears of war the fucking pendulum wars um so definitely kind of at halfway through that i definitely felt the grind of this is definitely gears of more so uh i wonder if you know, a lot of feedback got back and they realized, okay, maybe... Um, Kind of similar with Halo at this point where there has to be some tweaks to just the way the game feels and plays to provide kind of, like... I don't know, just saying that will get players to sink their teams into to, like, hey, here's something that's a little bit different and not just more of the same. Um, And, yeah, definitely kind of... And along with uh, a lot of the themes that we... um, With the trends of E3, as we pointed out, you know, kind of front and center is uh, kind of a main protagonist or certainly seems to be kind of the the main crux of the storyline, which is which is awesome. Uh, That's that's really cool. They
1: announced kind of like as we expected, some people would start announcing this weekend that work has started on developing the next generation of hardware for Xbox. Uh, Although I think everyone was a little bit surprised it was Xbox announcing that before PlayStation, because PlayStation were always the ones that you got the vibe out of them. There was definitely a PS5, but Xbox with the kind of like universal Windows platform and stuff, it seemed like maybe the Xbox One X platform might have been the end of a traditional console cycle for them. Um, But there you go. There's going to be an Xbox Two um, or maybe they just call this one Xbox to fuck people up even more. I
0: don't even care. Whatever. <laughs>
1: uh, but then, just as the conference was about to end, um, some kind of like uh, Solomon Crow style hacking graphics came up on the screen. And then we got finally, at long last, after all these years, our trailer for Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> now, CD Projekt Red. The, the studio behind The Witcher series, which, as documented on this show, I love Witcher 3 more than is reasonable. Mark does not care for The Witcher, but this
0: trailer was something else. So, it's actually been interesting looking at the fallout of this trailer, because there's been a lot of people that have gone with uh, the fact that, oh it's, uh, this male protagonist, and, oh, look, you can, uh, get, like, a, there's a call meter that you can upgrade, and, um, there were some people that just didn't, weren't into the, the, the protagonist that was shown in the trailer, um, now, you know, I'm a white cis male, so, my, uh, attitude towards that or the the feeling from that i'm not going to have compared to to someone else who's not so that's fair enough and i can't you know um i can't relate to that but for me just that general just the way that game looks and the the visual style um it's it's got elements of so many different types of cyberpunk type uh yeah inspirations like you, could, you know you
1: could sit you could sit here and just start naming off like blade runner fifth element things like that it just it just looks it's a world that looks rich with detail
0: yeah and like you know we've never really had uh, a, a big time blade runner type game uh, i know i think there was a point and click ages ago um yeah there was yeah but anything of of that style on this scale um and you know as much as i don't care for the witch in terms of setting i do appreciate what it is uh and and always have them so like for me to be able to have a game that i can jump into by those developers uh, that has me excited and the just the like the sounds and because that sort of uh, the soundtrack that they had uh is is my kind of jam as well so uh, this is definitely one of the games of E three that uh I'm I'm yeah. more than happy to sink a hundred L's into. And one thing I was really
1: surprised to learn um was that it is playable behind closed doors uh, at E three. They have enough of it kind of like up and running that people are getting their hands on it. And uh, Jeff Gersman was telling a story about how like he was talking to somebody about uh, you know, different appointments they have behind closed doors at E three. And the guy said to him is like are you going to go see cyberpunk and he goes oh no no we're going to send dan and Vinny." and apparently the guy just dead eyed him and went y- you need to go see cyberpunk <laughs> <laughs> like you need to go that's how like people are coming out of this shook by how good this game yeah is.
0: so that was the other side i didn't finish my kind of original tangent but so you had the people that weren't particularly enthralled with the, the protagonist and show uh, and then there was other people that were just like yeah this is this it was one or the other. There was no kind of middle grounds it was either on this side or you're in this side, uh, and the people that are on the side of this is this is fucking something special um that had me excited that had me really excited so I wonder like yeah. I, I i saw tweets I can't remember exactly what they said about whether it's like a fixed protagonist or that can change or you can customize or whatever you can do um so will I guess we'll kind of see and wait for any fallout on that, yeah. Uh, moving
1: on now to Bethesda uh I-, I thought this was a strong showing in terms of like the the names uh, like the-, the kind of the- there was a lot of meaty announcements we know there's a lot of content now coming out of um Bethesda over the next while they've kind of set out their stall for the next several years really with this conference but I thought some elements of it particularly the beginning came off quite awkward in the context of what Press conference is supposed to be. I, mean, I appreciate you... what they were.
0: Go on, yeah? Why would you not have Andrew W.K.?
1: Yeah, like, I appreciate what they were trying to do. I enjoyed it, but clearly, like, the crowd, there was a lot. Like, I don't know why the camera kept cutting to people who clearly weren't enjoying it, but it did, and it made it much funnier for me. It... And Andrew W.K., a man who parties all day long, uh he tried his able best. Um, but it wasn't good enough for this crowd.
0: He also looks like he hasn't aged in the last 15 years. Well, when you don't stop partying, I you guess. don't have time to age. <laughs> you know what? I'd never thought of it that way before. It's uh, like Duffman. Yeah, fair, fair. I Yeah, I don't know what... It's just kind of like the Kid Rocket WrestleMania type thing. It's like, why? Why is this happening? This doesn't need to be happening. Um, I don't know. Uh, yes, this was a misstep by Bethesda. Um, yeah. But you know what? You know what? no conference needs to be perfect and no publisher slash developer has to hit a home run every time so uh, on the flip yeah. side of this they announced doom 2 or D- doom um what the f- eternal. eternal so yeah uh, uh, sure originally originally
1: titled doom hell on earth um they have uh, decided on the more market friendly name of doom eternal which is like some people i saw some people complaining about the name doom eternal oh, and i thought to myself fuck? like it it's doom doom is pompous and ridiculous if it's not pompous and ridiculous you're missing the fucking point um if you're not pompous and ridiculous you get doom 3 and no one wants doom 3
0: like if you at any point play doom and think well i'm liking this but i'm not really sure about the name no no if you're worrying about (laughs) the naming conventions you're not playing doom
1: there are chapters with names like knee deep in the shores of the dead (laughs) in the original doom get a fucking grip doom eternal is grand um yeah that was the big uh, Mark and Dave announcement there. Um the guys who developed the original one came out um after the trailer saying like are you ready for hell on earth. Uh we got this cool trailer of like a hell like a hellscape breaking out on planet earth. Uh the <laughs> the skull of a monster on the ground and then Doom guy just fucking steps on it and loads the shotgun and you're like fuck yeah Doom guy. Um yeah absolutely hyped for doom eternal gotta be said uh but to track back a minute uh andrew wk's gig at the start of this led into a demo for rage 2 and do you remember the original rage mark did you play it much no
0: so i, I feel the like there was rage... a couple of games on I-, I swear there was like a good number of first person shooters on the playstation 3 that just passed the world by without a whimper There yeah. was this and I- i'm trying to think there was haze that was the other one
1: yeah rage was very bland um at the time and um oh and it at- was clive
0: barker's jericho by clive barker
1: <laughs> clive barker's clive barker's jericho by clive barker yes indeed um so rage 2 we knew it was coming because that was the the big e3 league from a couple of weeks ago um and we got an extended trailer here and uh, a look at some gameplay, which I was excited about. Um, I, I don't know. Mark, like I didn't think rage two would be on my radar to play, but they, they've done a really good job here. This is ID, So no real surprise, but what they look to have done here is they've taken like a kind of mad max aesthetic wash, like acid washed it. And then put in Doom combat. And like, everything I've just said is extremely my kind of shit.
0: Yeah, when the announcement was made, I, I did a big uh, shrug of the shoulders, but actually having watched the the gameplay footage, it's... Um, it looks that it plays more like Doom than it does Wolfenstein. Because we had the big discussion last year during our end of the year show, and uh, the the big issue that I had with Wolfenstein is I just didn't find the combat as compelling as I did in uh Doom for a number of reasons. Uh and this simply looks to be more along the just balls of the wall bonkers type combat that that you know Doom provided. Uh and due to that, yeah, I uh, it as you mentioned it has that kind of Mad Max uh, setting um and that's a cool setting to do so this uh this this was a sneaky little one that has taken me by surprise yeah it's coming out spring of next
1: year and uh, i gotta believe it's a, if it's out around that february march sort of time where everything else is coming out this might be the one i go for uh i definitely after doom 2016 trust id with my life once more so uh yeah looking it's, forward it's to fa- rage it's a safe too. bet uh, Prey, a game that I described as having the best opening to a game in all of last year and then kind of rapidly falling off a cliff as you continued through it, is getting some additional content. So there's uh, firstly a mode that's uh, available immediately called Moon Crash, which is you basically trying to rush as fast as you can through hordes and hordes of enemies to try and escape the moon. That's how it, what it looks like. Uh, and then uh, a mode that I thought is a really interesting idea based on the lore of that prey game uh, it's called typhon hunter mark and you play your, your kind of normal human player character and five of your friends or strangers online presumably play typhons the the monsters that are in the game the uh, the mimics so it's basically a hide and seek game where the the five players who are playing against you can hide out as an animate object anywhere in the world and can sneak up on you as say a cup or a fire hydrant or something and kill you and you have to try and figure out where they are and kill them first um i i think that could uh, make for some fun gameplay and I, I really actually want to see how the mechanic of allowing players online to disguise themselves as any inanimate object they want will work is, is that a thing you think you'd jump back into um i definitely give it a shot if it's free content i i definitely give it a shot i like i keep meaning to because a couple of people have told me maybe go back to pray and and just kind of finish it just t- to have a full picture of it um because i do love the gameplay in it it's just that that like i'm about three quarters of the way through and the story has really started to slow down and it's lost the run of itself completely um Every new enemy I come across is just a kind of variation on the Typhon theme. I, I just, I don't know. It'd need to finish strong for me to revise the opinion I laid down last year, but uh, I, I might give it a shot again when this stuff comes out. They're also doing a New Game Plus mode, but that game is surprisingly difficult. Um, so I don't think I'd go with New Game Plus necessarily. Then, surprise of surprises, I don't think either of us had predicted this, Machine Games came out on stage, Um, including the man who... uh, The the man from The Giant Bomb Couch last year who was vaping, uh, saying that, you know, last year everyone came out, played Wolfenstein to The New Colossus, and I quote, beat the fuck out of some Nazis, which got a huge pop from the crowd. Um, And then they announced a new, uh, like, not full sequel to Wolfenstein, but kind of like the New Colossus' version of The Old Blood, uh, and it's called... Wolfenstein Youngblood, where you and a friend play local co-op as BJ Blazkowicz's twin daughters in 1980s German-occupied France. And all of that sentence, once again, extremely my shit. I'm on board with that.
0: Though, I mean, again, um, I'll probably end up being a little bit more tentative with this this time because uh, I'll probably want to wait and see like how the game fares um because you know as mentioned um i was not as overly sold in in parts of the level design and combat with the last wolfenstein but like in terms of uh kind of plot point plot concepts story story concept uh this this is yeah this is awesome this is a really cool way to to a re- cool direction to to take the story of wolfenstein yeah, and
1: again women at the forefront of the uh-huh. game uh, excellent stuff. Then we got our meteor look at Fallout 76. Um, basically, it seems like uh, it's not an MMO, as, as as like Kotaku said, it's not an MMO, and that is true. Uh, what it is, is it's an always online game where you kind of like, it's like you're playing a normal standard Fallout game, except the couple of dozen NPCs that you'll come across in that huge map will all be actual players um and some of them can be hostile they showed a hostile encounter and then some of them can help you or become merchants or help you out on quests and things like that Um, todd howard did stress that you can play this game as a single player game if you like but you, you have to play it online um and he thinks like a lot of people are going to have more fun playing it somebody else canonically it's the first in the whole series um you will play one of the very first vaults that gets let out and you have to kind of uh do quests and start rebuilding one of the first settlements after the bombs drop um yeah i know fallout isn't your kind of thing mark but this kind of calmed some of my worries down about what that fallout 76 game was going to be um like it's definitely not a full sequel to fallout 4 uh but it seems to be a considerably bigger project than and fallout new vegas and I, i think even though you're not a fallout fan you'll probably agree that uh it's it's nice to see big developers take big risks with important IP.
0: Yeah, well I remember you saying um at some point during Fallout 4 that basically they had pretty much done everything they could with Fallout like kind of in the same yeah. way with uh, Far Cry 4 as well as like this, you know, this is nice and all but this is uh, kind of uh a, the same version uh, of what's come before, a different version but of the same theme yeah. and so yeah uh, from everything you've said, from everything I've seen it definitely looks to expand on that and do some different things with it and uh, you know I commend Bethesda for that um, probably still isn't saying that I will actually look into but if you have a nice time of it, uh, that's that's all I need to hear indeed Um next we got uh, a game that
1: i have literally no interest in playing but in terms of how the game is built and will work uh mechanically and technologically i'm very interested and that is a full elder scrolls rpg on a phone uh, elder scrolls blades uh don't want to play this game presumably this because uh, you're not a swords and sorcery guy this doesn't appeal to you but i'm fascinated to see if this game actually is big and how it works
0: Uh, that's still more interest than I have if I'm being perfectly honest.
1: Yeah. I still won't buy it, not chance or download it, even if it's free, but uh, if they can make it work on a phone, what an age we live in. Uh, Then we got uh, this kind of, this conference came to an end with a double barrel of, we're staking our claim for what we're developing in the future. This was market down, Mark. This was the very first time it happened. Where someone outright said that these games are being developed for next generation. And I can't believe we're already at that time. Yep. But, yep. but here we are. Um, And the first one was the long rumoured. We had heard that Bethesda were developing a game uh, that was a sci-fi game. That was a completely new IP for them, which, as Todd Howard pointed out, or Pete Hines, I can't remember which one of them it was, is the first wholly original Bethesda franchise in 25 years. Consider that. Um, and it's Starfield. We got very little of a kind of, it was basically just a little graphic and uh, a kind of like setting the mood for this being a huge kind of uh sci-fi experience and we got our title screen and stuff now to and the forward then...
0: to five years of is this no man's sky yeah
1: and then um speaking of games people have been demanding for a long time elder scrolls 6 we got nothing but a bit of scenery and the name but elder scrolls 6 but they did stress not only is this next generation but it won't be coming out until after starfield does so this is mark this is like a 2021 game i think at best jesus christ
0: I'm going to be so old by that point.
1: Yeah, well, we're so old now. Yeah. Um. Next up, conference-wise, uh, I just want to briefly reference the Devolver Digital <laughs> Conference, which, um, again, was like an Adult Swim parody of E3 conferences this year. Uh, it was quite funny. It's only about 16 minutes long, so go check it out. Uh, the two highlights, undeniably, were Dave Lang's Ghost sh- showing up, Um, And then a game that is, I text you, an extremely Mark Robinson game, and that is My Friend Pedro. Um, A really stylish uh, kind of platforming shooter where you play a guy who is doing these violent, hideous things with guns on the instruction of a sentient banana.
0: It looks like an Adult Swim cartoon mixed with Hotline Miami
1: yeah and uh there was some really cool shots being pulled off I particularly myself and brian popped huge for the uh throwing the fight fu- uh, and knocking the frying pan up in the air and ricocheting bullets off the frying pan to shoot guys above you on platforms i uh i i want to play this i want to play yeah. this a lot uh i i think we'll just run through so square enix was up next and pretty much everything here we already had heard about uh, my impressions of this conference dull but brief mark did you even watch this
0: uh, i just i i was at work so um i was getting i was just on twitter so i kind of saw everything that was announced through there
1: yeah so unless you disagree i'm just gonna r- just read out the list here because right, i don't go, think go, go there's that much to talk about um so uh, more Tomb Raider stuff. There's new stealth options. Uh, there's new different kinds of arrows you can craft in it. Uh, there's one that appears to have some sort of gas or something that makes enemies turn on each other. So that's a a, a new kind of like gameplay option there. And uh, one thing I really appreciated I, because it's just a, such a small thing for like stealth gameplay. Um, you will be able to if you find like a patch of wet mud, you'll be able to hit a button to get Lara to apply mud to her face to make her harder to see when she's uh, crouched. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. We got another trailer for Captain Spirit. This is where they confirmed that Captain Spirit was kind of like sort of a prequel to Life is Strange 2. Um, a new platinum game called Babylon's Fall. And uh, as much as Mark might have been sold by the idea of a new platinum game, it's a sword and sorcery Middle Ages game. So maybe not. Uh, Then we got another Just Cause 4 trailer. This time, it basically was Just Cause via the movie Geostorm, which I had just watched hours before I saw this. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it talked about how basically there's dynamic weather in Just Cause 4 that can literally fuck you and the map up. And it showed some twisters and it, it looked pretty cool, but Just Cause stuff always looks pretty cool. Um, we basically got Final Fantasy shoved into everything, but still no Final Fantasy Seven. A uh, little trailer for Octopath Traveller. Um, and then the the only other thing of note, really, from Square was the announcement of a game called The Quiet Man, where you play a, a deaf-mute guy who's just going around beating the shit out of people. <laughs> so, yeah, it, was an, it was an interesting trailer that I think had some people confused. Uh, do you have anything to add there on Square?
0: No, not really. There was nothing uh major announced and um yeah just a standard to the point i appreciate the fact that they went yep here's the games here's everything boom gone like like no, no fluff no uh concerts yeah. halfway through well that's yeah, my impressions i wrote down here dull but efficient um
1: then we had Ubisoft. Uh, what I thought about this kind of overall mark: uh, better than some years' conference in terms of consistency. Um, the cringe was kept to a minimum, but still was certainly there at points. Um, and they really need to turn off hot mics when people go backstage because it was like three or four different moments during <laughs> oh this where people were. God,
0: this is amazing.
1: <laughs> there's like the there's like the kind of cringy but also adorable moment of oh, we nailed it. Yeah, after that the one Good was Evil thing. fucking spectacular um but uh I'll, I'll rattle stuff off here i don't think we have a lot to say about just there was, dance 2019 there was a big dancing
0: panned up so yeah you know
1: it was i i will say in terms of like the routine and the costuming it's definitely the most money they've put into one of those like do you remember the shite uh dubstep sub zeros from a couple of years ago that looked like they just got them out of a pound shop
0: yeah yeah um, no they went full on anime this year yeah like, by like comparison Japanese.
1: they they put in a lot of uh, a lot of effort. Then we had Beyond Good and Evil 2. We got to see some pre-alpha gameplay. Oh,
0: by the way, and, uh... by the way, I just want to point out. Did you know that Just Dance 2019 is coming out on the Nintendo Wii?
1: Yes, yes, I did. Because... <laughs> it's been coming out every year. It's like one of those things, like, do you remember every so often you'd hear that, like, Pro Evo or FIFA was still coming out on the PS2? I don't know. Uh, yeah, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Beyond Good and Evil too, we got pre alpha gameplay, and then I think the real headline grabber here, Mark, was uh Joe Gordon Levitt, who came out and there's a kind of a partnership between Beyond Good and Evil and his company called Hit Record, which is some like sort of uh musician collective thing. Um And this has raised a lot of eyebrows around the place. The idea that you can basically submit music for like they put up a bunch of projects saying like this is the kind of music we're looking for. And based on those specs, you know, write a song and it might get included in the thing in the game. Uh, They announced that and everyone was like, whoa, are you trying to get people to work for free because you don't want to pay for a soundtrack to your game? And then Joe Gordon-Levitt came out. Uh, in response said, oh, no, I, I believe in paying artists fairly for their work. Um, and everyone's like, okay, oh, we, we trust JGL. He's got a nice face. Why would he lead us astray? And then people went on to the Hit record website and started kind of digging under the hood there to see what the story was. And the entire budget uh, they have put away to pay people for this soundtrack combined, not each, combined is $50,000. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, technically... They're not lying, there is money uh-huh. to put aside, but you'll get Indeed. about four quid. Yeah, Um. so that, that was a bit scummy, but you know, here we are. Still the trailer looks cool.
1: Yes, it definitely does. I, I still really want to play that game, it's so conflicting. Um. Then we got, I think, the cringiest moment of maybe the entire weekend. Uh, a man who was on drugs or drunk, possibly, coming out on a motorcycle to announce Trials Rising, which will be out also February 2019. But in a moment that was a huge for one Jack Lazell, Trials Rising is coming to the switch.
0: I mean, I presume that, uh, like most people that do some sort of presentation at E3 are on some form of, uh, you know drugs or drink or combination of the two but yes uh, trials on the switch is massive that means i can just get into bed at night and uh me and jack will continuously chip away at each other's times and that will be <laughs> the death of me so awesome
1: indeed um the division a bit more detail here um the, the DLC plan is going to be all free DLC, and they're introducing raids to The Division, which for these big kind of online uh, PvP and PvE games, uh, raids are a big deal for people. There so was such a,
0: like, a massive like, woo for that, and I just sat there like, okay.
1: I mean, if you're the kind of person who's going to queue up for hours to get into a theater to hear about Ubisoft for an hour, you probably are the kind of person who would be excited to hear about raids in The Division.
0: I mean, I was excited to see uh, Grant Kirkhope get up on stage. Yeah, and... my, my favourite appearance of the weekend, I think. So, like, that thing I'll cheer for, don't get me wrong. Uh,
1: so, yeah, Grant Kirkhope came out, uh, performed a medley of Donkey Kong music. I thought at first it was just a remix of the DK rap, and I got very excited. Um, but, yeah, Grant Her- Kirkhope, absolutely, playing a blinder here. See, Good now, to if see...
0: Andrew WK had come out for this and done the DK rap... Mm. that it that would have got people
1: oh my word that would have got people up um, this was in conjunction with the mario cross rabbits donkey kong dlc being kind of formally announced for june 26th we got to have a bit of a look at it there uh just more of the dumb fun XCOM weirdness that that game was so people who were into that game are going to be happy with that uh then we got a uh, an extended look at skull and bones the kind of uh black flag ship combat game that has no assassin's creed shite in it um it it basically to me mark just grown up sea of thieves
0: yeah pretty much and I it didn't... it looks really nice i i i thought about sea of thieves all of two minutes and kind of same with skull and bones but yeah, it looks nice but uh, i don't i don't see this having uh sea legs uh, Elijah Woods VR
1: horror game Transference made an appearance here. pretty cool. I, I I love the look and the feel of this game. Not enough to get a VR headset. Um, I enjoy the incorporation of FMV that appears to be in this game. Um, yeah, I I think. People like Elijah Wood, who have like money and clout coming in and making something fucked up and weird in the video game space, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, uh, I should also tell you that we actually have an Oculus Rift in work, so I'll sneak you into the office sometime. And oh, that. we can play fucking uh, Super Hot. Yeah, oh, ooh, I didn't even thought of that, damn. Yeah,
1: Hot VR, the only game I've ever wanted to buy a VR headset for.
0: But this whole thing uh i th- you know there's been uh, a slight increase in games using real footage and kind of blending the line between video game and movie um but not in that shite early 90s sega cd uh type way and uh and this look cool there's there some really interesting stuff going on with this one
1: yeah definitely uh then we got uh the latest in well it's not quite a collaboration between Nintendo and Ubi, but it is an Ubi game that has uh some Nintendo in it, and that's Starlink Battle for Atlas, which is like a, a toys to life sci fi kind of uh spaceship dogfighting sort of game. Um and you will have Fox McCloud from Star Fox in it. So like if all Nintendo are gonna do is make terrible
0: Star Fox games, then they might as well let Ubisoft have a go. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Star Fox theme started, and, and oh. the goosebumps did appear. Uh, Indeed. So, yeah. And it's a really cool the little toys to life thing of the
1: Arrow Wing looks really cool. Um, and we got to see Miyamoto Son uh, for a little while, and his big smiley head showing up on my TV is always a good thing.
0: I've never seen the man do anything, but but he's never done anything other than smile. And
1: that's because he fucking loves video games. He man. really
0: does. He did. The- I- <laughs> I just love him and
1: Yves Guimot just being weird buddies. You know? Like, just a mad Frenchman and this absolute, like, video game legend uh, just being pals, giving each other presents. It's great stuff all together. And this year they didn't have guns, unfortunately, though. Um, The final thing from Ubi was the uh, long-expected Assassin's Creed Odyssey reveal. Game looks good. I just really hope that they didn't make a mistake by going straight back to an annual cycle. I think two years off did them a really good service with um, Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, Ancient Greece is the kind of place I would really love to run around in an Assassin's Creed game in if, if it's not shite. Uh, so I'm really keeping my fingers crossed on that one.
0: Yeah, it's the kind of thing where the big the big reveal for this one is the fact that you know you can play as a woman. Um, and mm, I'm, yes. I'm hoping that like the game doesn't rest on the simple fact that hey you can play as a woman now because that's great and all but if there's no kind of if it's more of the same then like that's a bit cheap that that's the big big change for this game because it's not really a change i mean it's it's massive in the way that sure like female representation that's wonderful um but that can't be the only selling point um but i mean from a lot of what i saw about like the, the work that went into making uh, Origins the, the world of Origins come to life and the amount of cl- the research and detail that went into it um, I don't doubt that Ubisoft will do the same for uh, for Ancient Greece so like from that aspect uh, yeah I'm sure that will be cool I should I feel like I should play Origins at some point I did hear good things about it
1: mm, yeah it is pretty damn good like if you can get it on sale it's definitely worth uh, checking out um. We'll move on to Sony now. Um, oh, and there was no Tom Clancy. No t Uh T-Clance cross Mario did not show up this year. Maybe next year, friend. Um, Sony, my impressions of this, Mark. Uh, good games shown off, but a weird fucking presentation for them.
0: So I actually haven't seen the presentation for this on Nintendo. I only know of the games.
1: Okay, so basically, this it wasn't in a theater. It was in a fake building. They had constructed inside like a sound stage that was made up to look like a church or like a town hall. Um, and it was standing room only. All the journalists were standing in there incredibly confused. The reason that they set it up like that, Sean Leyden came out, his microphone was a bit buzzy, and he announced like very first thing they started, and what a like way to like slap your dick on the table in terms of the games you have in store they started with last of us um and the reason immediately became apparent why they had made this fake building even though it was a little bit much um it was the room in which the trailer the the start of the trailer for last of us was set so it was a pretty cool like ah sort of moment when you figured out that's what they'd done but the weird thing was i feel like them going to all that expense um and trouble and and awkwardness really made the thing lose momentum so we'll get back to last of us in a second but after the trailer they basically just went to intermission (laughs) and they went out to like a really awkward panel um that was just vamping for time they had a couple of announcements sean laden was there ryan clements formerly of ign was there they were kind of just chatting away for a while clear like they were basically admitting they were trying to kill time for half of it this went on for about 15 minutes because they had to get everybody out of that fake church and then bring them into the theater setting to show them the rest of the show um and word had gotten out that there was going to be four different rooms based on the four games they had announced they were showing and i was like jesus is going to go on for four fucking hours because the like the show started late because people were trying to get into this fake town hall. thing. then the trailer, like the trailer and the gameplay of last of us went on for about 15 minutes. And then I'd say Mark, it was about 20 minutes of an intermission trying to get them. They had to go like out of the building across a bridge and into the hall and sit down and set up all their cameras again. Um, I, I appreciate what they were doing, but I really don't think they had thought through the logistics of how this would fuck with the momentum of the conference
0: um from everything you're saying this sounds like an absolute clusterfuck yeah yeah it's not as bad as it could have been I,
1: I could have seen this completely falling apart but they did like because like a lot of the games they were showing were so strong you kind of forgave them a little bit um let's just get into uh, the games last of us uh we got big trailer a little bit more about the story we actually got to see gameplay for the first time Uh, This game is violent as hell, just like the first one. There were some scenes of horrific violence in this, um, but also of romance with Ellie. And again, confirmed Ellie is the protagonist of Last of Us Part 2 and uh, furthering the story from Last of Us Left Behind, the the DLC, uh, that Ellie is gay. So you've got a gay female protagonist in one of the biggest AAA releases of the generation. Uh, Big
0: thumbs up for representation there yeah um there's not really much that more that needs to be said about that like i'm kind of
1: oh at... they they had your man who did sorry before they cut to the trailer and had um they had the man yeah they had the, sean, the, the, the yeah, the sean laden come out and then they had your man who does the soundtrack come out and play the banjo for about five minutes <laughs> so yeah continue sure. sorry
0: um i i feel like i'm at the point now where um i don't want to make a big song and dance that every time there is um like, this thing, whether it's female representation or orientation, it's like, it's, that's just the way it should be. Like, if that's in the game, that's awesome. That's it. No more needs to be said about it. Um, um, so, yeah, that that's really, really awesome. Um, in terms of the actual gameplay, it looks just fucking bleak as hell. Like, yeah. I, I think sometimes people forget just how fucking bleak The Last of Us is. And obviously, it's a post-apocalyptic game um but this looks to be really doubling down on that which i kind of i can get on board with um but i am curious to know like how much of this how how much of the kind of zombie apocalyptic part of of the first one has been removed um and like it's just basically what the story is like i am intrigued to know kind of where they yeah. go with the story of the last of us 2
1: yeah, like I know what the ending of it. You could see how maybe it's still post-apocalyptic, but clickers aren't a bit aren't as big of a problem. But all equally, I I have this feeling that they're not showing any clickers or anything because, like, over the course of the interceding years, they've become even more fucked up and mutated, and they want to save that surprise for a later reveal. Um. And again, it's one of those games that tries to hammer home that lofty point that a lot of people seem to think is original but seems to be in pretty much everything in its genre that man is really the most dangerous enemy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, some cool gameplay. I I think she moves differently enough from Joel and um, has kind of different abilities and things like that that it won't, f- like even though it feels like Last of Us the original in a lot of ways, it won't play or handle like it either. Um so yeah, I I think I'm at the point now where I've seen enough of this game. I just want you you guys to go away until it's ready and then give it to me, please. Fair. Sure. Um next, Sucker Punches Ghost of Tsushima, our first look at gameplay of this I wanna play this game, Mark.
0: Uh I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I'd like to play this game.
1: Uh this game looks fucking gorgeous. I mean um, I gotta be honest, th-
0: Dave, that's not a hot take yeah. at this point.
1: No, it's not. But uh, that one fight scene at the end of the trailer where the leaves are blowing out of the way and a fire is starting in the background, I was just like, good fucking lord, this is a video game? Uh, Or that that one moment where the three guys try to engage you in in combat with your katana and you just unsheathe and in one movement cut a man across the chest and kill him? Um, Brian shrieked on the couch next to me. He was immediately in that one moment was sold on this i just cannot believe this is the fucking sly cooper people (laughs) (laughs) like i'm not discrediting sly cooper or infamous in any way but i cannot believe this is the same people
0: well it's i mean you think about no man's sky again bringing up but like the contrast between what hello games had done before um Yeah. yeah this looks fucking awesome and um I just hope that they follow the plot lines of Samurai Jack, because then this will be the, the game of all time uh, for me. Um a
1: game called Control marks the return of Remedy to PlayStation platforms for the first time since Max Payne, I believe. Yeah. Um in what appears to be the most inception of games it's like inception via psyops. Um I wanna play this game, it looks trippy as fuck um it's definitely got some of the dna of quantum break their last game in there but it hasn't got any of the the, the kind of things about quantum break people hated
0: i was gonna say it very much reminded me of, of quantum break and yeah it i don't know i i i haven't really kind of properly sat down to kind of look through control i i saw a couple of gifs um like the woman holding the gun that kind of just the, i think
1: yeah the breathing gun
0: yeah um but it looks i don't know it kind of looks a bit gameplay wise it has kind of in uh elements of was it infamous or or a game of being able to kind of pull and push back with like a kind of gravitational force or whatever um yeah. which is it has been kind of done before but it has a cool style to it, it has a cool look to it so yeah i'm, I'm intrigued by control
1: Uh, Then one of the surprise announcements of the weekend that caused me to shriek, uh, the Resi 2 remaster is coming out in January. They've remade Resident Evil. Uh, I think it's a reimagining as well. Some people were saying that because it's a long time since I've touched Resi 2, that it it seems to be a different version of a similar story to Resident Evil 2. Um, Completely remade in the Resident Evil 7 engine. And it's out January, and I'm so fucking excited because, as you know, Resident Evil 7 was one of my favourite games of last year. Um, And now we're, go- like, as cool as that was as a pure horror game, I'm excited to get back to some of, like, the campiness of Resident Evil while maintaining that dark edge. And Leon Kennedy is the boy to do that. Uh,
0: Not just that as well, but taking um, Resident Evil 2, which, you know... Is a game that people love uh, and giving it that real polish and sheen in the way that was done with the original Resident Evil remake and then re-remake. It looks really cool. It it looks fucking incredible. Um, Again, I've been seeing some GIFs from um, Nibel on Twitter uh, and just kind of seeing the way that the zombies shuffle towards you and the, the way that you can kind of take them apart. Um, the, the zombie design looks, you know, gruesome and terrifying. Um, I, I can imagine that the people that love the original Resident Evil two will will be more than happy to jump back into Raccoon City. Mm. Um,
1: on a mystical quest to the Isle of Tortuga, old Captain Jack Sparrow is in Kingdom Hearts, and Dory here.
0: Um,
1: I would agree with you on that one uh i will Is there say anything that could get you into a kingdom hearts game hey i actually uh because it was down to 20 quid in gamestop the uh the one and two collection on ps4 i picked up to give it a go to see like if, if i'm ever gonna like it uh, I, i'm gonna give it a shot and we'll see what happens so i'll report back in a future episode i'm willing to give anything a chance so we'll, we'll see what happens but at the moment don't really care um we got an extended look with our first bit of gameplay at Death Stranding and in spite of how long we were looking at that game and how much of it was shown, I still haven't a fucking breeze what's going on, Mark, but I know that I'm excited. <laughs> Kojima is the master of the trailer that gets you non-specifically excited for something you're incredibly confused about.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and we have, I don't know what's we, to be fucking said at this point.
1: Yeah, and we have Leia Sedu as well now, joining the all-star cast of this game. I mean, sure, why the fuck not? Just add everyone. Go mad. Indeed. Um, yeah, it was fucking wild. I don't know what to say. Like, people making the joke, obviously, that it looks like you're an Amazon delivery guy. Um, yeah, I don't know what this game is. I don't know what genre it is. I still don't know what, what's going on. There was references again to that thing that we saw in the last trailer. It's called Timefall. Uh, where basically if the rain hits you 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 like age really quickly and die um which is why they do had this weird futuristic umbrella thing going on um some people have now speculated that, that you know the, the fucked up baby thing that, that the baby motif that keeps reoccurring Mark. Uh-huh. um a, a lot of people are supposing that the baby thing is basically a clone of yourself and that's like, it's sort of de facto your extra life, so if the time fall hits Norman Reedus, Norman Reedus will die, but it will age Norman Reedus to kill him. It will also age the baby into grown-up Norman Reedus.
0: Okay, it's basically a Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong sort of mechanic in a way, Yeah, but in a yeah, Hideo and- Kojima fucked up sort of way.
1: Yeah, and the reason for like the baby giving the thumbs up inside the throat that time was that there's a little like maggoty thing that it looks like Lee do eats at the end of the trailer that they- people are speculating that that's how you grow the clone i it's fucking like it really there's no point in speculating because it's probably a million miles off like i'm still not like i I still feel like there's going to be a bait and switch somewhere and this is a completely different game to the one that's been shown and isn't even called Death stranding it'll be a match three puzzler yeah it's just i i just can't trust anything because kojima loves to fuck with people um then we got Neo Two, so you've got to get that Neo One played, Mark, because Neo Two is coming.
0: Yeah, I was surprised to see that uh, announced so soon.
1: Indeed, um, Spider Man, it looks real good. It looks exactly like I wanted to be uh, somewhere halfway between Sunset Overdrive, which was Insomniac's last game, and uh, Arkham uh, Batman Arkham games um, with Spider Man. We got to see a bit of the Rogue Gallery, um, a non-cutsceney battle. Uh, We pretty much got to see enough that has allayed a lot of people's concerns about this game. Also, people talking about playing it on the show floor. They're actually getting hands-on demos um, and saying it's real fucking good. Looking forward to September.
0: Yeah, the key thing for me with this game, obviously, is that the combat holds up and also holds up throughout the course of a game. Now, I imagine that they'll probably do the general spiel of... Um, you know, you'll have your basic combat and then you can expand on it and whatever trillski tree skill, uh, mechanic that they intend to go with, uh, to keep the, the, uh, the, the combat interesting, um, do we know anything like in terms of is it following a particular uh, comic book arc or because i I know the rhino was in the trailer but like i don't know
1: yeah i I, see i'm not hugely well versed in spider-man friend of the show keith Brony is probably the man to ask um it's not following obviously the movie continuity it's not following I, i don't think it's following the current um comic book continuity um, but I'm happy for that kind of thing. Kind of like Arkham sets up its own version of the Batman mythos uh, and borrowing from stuff when it pleases. Uh, I think that is the way to go.
0: Sure, and uh, I think I think there's a lot of fun to be had with the combat. Certainly with um, being able to use your web shoots to to kind of bring enemies towards you and flinging shields and stuff around it. It looks uh, it looks like the kind of game that I want to play in terms of the combat from what I've seen so far. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, and then the final thing, just worth noting, um, From Software are also making a PSVR game, and it looks fucking nothing like a From Software game. It, I could not believe that it's a From Software game. It looks like light and breezy and whimsical. Uh, like what the fuck? Like I, I, f- <laughs> I got nothing. I bet it's a fucking horror game uh yeah that it's like just gonna be this left turn into just yep dreadfulness yeah yep, the, absolutely it is from software so they always do have that up their sleeves final conference of the whole weekend and nintendo uh my impressions this whole conference is did you know smash brothers is coming out uh,
0: also on top of that uh just announced on twitter not too long ago as we started recording this uh fortnite has already had two million downloads in a 24-hour period fuck me amazing and it's also uh have you noticed that they
1: dropped uh fortnite battle royale from the name when they brought it over switch indeed it's just it's just fortnite it's now just fortnite. So. Uh, it's almost like there are impending legal proceedings <laughs> um so yeah let's talk about nintendo um xenoblade dlc um there's a pretty big xenoblade audience out there so they're going to be pretty happy with that Uh, We finally got uh, a reveal of what the Fire Emblem Switch dedicated title is going to be. It's Fire Emblem Three Houses, and it's coming out spring 2019. Uh, Fortnite, as you said, is out now. And as you said at the top of the show, Hollow Knight dropped right now as well. Um, Also dropping, it didn't drop during the conference, but it dropped literally today as we're recording this, the 13th of June. The Octo expansion for Splatoon 2 is out. I need to go and download
0: me that after this show.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Uh it's got single player stuff, it's got new maps, new weapons, stuff like that. I I am looking at my switch controller now, seeing if it's within arm's reach. Um What else have we got here? Killer Queen, which is like this real like a word of mouth uh arcade have you heard anything about Killer Queen? Nope. So Killer Queen is this arcade game. I don't know when it was I think it was relatively recently it was designed. Um and there's a lot of people like starting to talk about like uh, when the rumors came out the killer queen was coming to switch this hitherto unheard of killer queen hardcore fan community started coming out of the woodwork um it's it's an arcade game that's two arcade machines back to back uh to play this game i'm not even sure like they explain uh, sort of in the little sizzle reel uh what kind of a game it is you'll have to look for yourself but well, the thing that amazed me about killer queen being so pos, uh, popular was i heard when jeff gersman interviewed him there's only about 100 arcade cabinets of killer queen in existence and it has gotten this massive cult following behind it and now it's just coming to switch i think it's called killer queen Black or something like that um but i just everything about it being an arcade game that people say is like hard as nails maybe think it might be a Mark Robinson joint. I will have to have a look at that. And finally, the other thing that took up, I think, about two thirds of the Nintendo presentation was Smash... Or, sorry, actually, no, before we get to that, Super Mario Party <laughs> is coming out. I mean, and, you knew they were going to do it. But announced, and it's coming out October 5th, so it is out this year. Um... It's called, yeah, it's called Super Mario Party. It looks like all new games. Um, it looks like they've gotten rid of the Mario Party 10 gimmick of everybody traveling together in a mine minecart. It's a traditional Mario Party board. Um, it, it looks real pretty. Uh, I, I saw some footage. I was of, very excited.
0: I saw some footage of, um, like, a top-down view of two switches being put together. Yeah. So
1: you can, like, put the switches beside each other, like, perpendicular, and it... it they they work together to show you parts of the game board or something yeah that's kind of mad yeah this is really starting to like we're a year in now everyone's settled in let's start to see what weird shit we can do with these things uh, so I, I'm I'm all for that check for that October 5th I think that might be in um, Jack Lazell's uh, reveal of the weekend he was very excited when I just texted him that showed him the, the graphic for Super Mario Party <laughs> I believe his exact quote was tears of joy um and then yeah what took up about two-thirds of this presentation and it was uh smash brothers um smash brothers ultimate it's being called uh it's out in december i think december 8th it said um the big selling point for this is that every single character who has ever appeared in a smash brothers game is in this game yes which because makes that's worked
0: for... for wwe 2k over the last four years or so <laughs> it makes for a roster
1: of 64 fighters uh, as default um and then they announced the 65th and anyone who's been keeping track of like the the kind of fan community around smash brothers got a good chuckle out of this they finally announced ridley uh from metroid as being in uh smash brothers ultimate um which is great because i think as far back as melee on the gamecube people were like oh you need to put ridley in the next one you need to put ridley in the next one and uh, masahiro sakurai the director of the smash series has been like no we've spent literally years trying to figure out how the fuck we would get because ridley obviously is way too physically huge um to make it a competitive fight so they've they've scaled her down and um yeah that's the 65th fighter and presumably between now and october 5th we'll get a few character reveals as part of the the viral marketing for this but he did say in the announcement not to expect too many more um he has said that it is a a whole new game it's not uh just the wii u one redone it's you can tell by looking at mario mario is usually the best one to go by in these games um that the art style has changed slightly on him Um, so it is a, a different one he has got cappy in it which I was very happy about and you can wear his wedding suit and his uh builder suit as alts um but the the downside of this mark so I love some smash as you know um but even for me this went on way too fucking long um they wanted to show how they had made I think it was over 10,000 changes to how the game works he said um and they really went at pains to show it so they showed a big list of characters and then they went back and one by one not quite all 64 but it felt like it they went through all their supers and and stuff like that and i was like jesus like
0: wider of hell
1: it was it was just a complete info dump that i think if you're marketing it to the hardcore smash brothers fans they would have been absolutely loving it but if you're trying to get people to buy into the series new i'd say you lost them um and as a lot of people pointed out you don't really need to talk the smash brothers people into it they're already on board you could have just remade the wii u one and they were going to buy it so as long really as you tell them made made that it. they can
0: use their gamecube controller they have already bought the game
1: and they did the you the the adapter i think the the adapter from the game uh the the wii u one will still work yeah. and they're releasing a new black gamecube controller that is compatible with switch oh lovely um. Yeah. So. So that concludes Nintendo. What did you think of the 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 stuff that you had heard about being announced at Nintendo? Just as your kind of closing thoughts. So there's nothing
0: like that I wasn't already expecting. Um, yeah, it was
1: a little bit after last year where they announced a bunch of shit. It was a little bit disappointing. I think
0: mainly like nothing really more on Metroid Prime Four um, or, or
1: Yoshi, which was supposed to be out this
0: year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Seeing more of uh the the Let's Go. Uh, Pikachu and Eevee games which are basically a a remake of Pokemon Yellow Uh, they look pretty cool I'm not sure how on board I am with it though looking at like the
1: the yeah
0: the the inspirations or the the mechanics they've taken from Pokemon Go uh, I feel like that's just that's dumbing down dumbing down the the main kind of Pokemon games to a point (laughs) that I can't get on board with not by Pokemon yeah yeah so that's a bit disappointing And then, yeah, after that, there wasn't too much, really, but the thing is, Nintendo, at this point, like, they're not in any rush. They've got a fucking, a plethora of indie games coming out. They can pick and choose when they want to put the big guns out. Uh, You know, Smash is going to make them a fucking ridiculous amount of money. Uh, The fact that they're still supporting Splatoon 2 is is really cool. That was one of the things that I was, I mean, we already knew about the, the expansion coming out soon, but... Just knowing they're putting that's the point that game uh, is awesome. um Sad that we didn't get anything about arms because because that game still deserves some love. uh yeah, yeah, I I I've been convinced that they
1: were going to like release Little Mac as a DLC character for that game, You'd but think they appear so, to. You? Apart from doing like the the arms invitationals and stuff like that, I think they've kind of stopped adding stuff to that game and now. I remember a news story saying as much. Um, which is a shame, but if they do Arms too, I think it could be like they they'll have learned from what wasn't perfect about Arms. So I really hope that that as a franchise isn't dead because I love Arms, as you know.
0: But um, um, yeah, I expected it to be Smash centric, which is actually why I didn't really pay as much attention to. Like, you know, I'm I'm always on board for a Nintendo Direct, but I kind of had a feeling that this would go the way it did. Um, so yeah, Nintendo have been really good for the last couple of years with with their direct so i again they don't have to hit a home run every time so it's fine
1: right uh to finish things off we're going to run down and see what the final scores were in the predict off for e3 2018 um i'm just going to go through uh very quickly each conference uh what the prediction was and if someone got a point electronic arts dave's predictions Anthem is dated 2019 for 0.5 points or summer 2019 for the f- for the full point. Uh, I got 0.5 points on that because it is coming out 2019. Uh, I said the centerpiece of the FIFA 19 announcement is the Champions League license, which I got a point for. And then I said Battlefield trailer will scale back on women and feature streamers playing multiplayer, neither of which happened. I'm delighted to report. Mark's predictions for EA. No Star Wars content announced, which they absolutely fucked on. <laughs> uh because it looked for a long time like that was going to be a really good prediction and then like there was a five minute stretch where it was all star wars um one of ea sports games goes free to play which i still think is an excellent shout for some e3 coming down the line um you didn't get a point on that and then zlatan ibrahimovic being there uh very disappointed either very
0: disappointed
1: microsoft dave predictions uh trailer for either halo 6 or splinter cell so i got a point there uh, they won't say a fucking thing about Crackdown 3. I didn't get a point. Uh, and I said, maybe not Microsoft, but Rock City Superman game is unveiled, which I got no points for. Mark's predictions. Most exciting announcement will be an indie game buried in a sizzle reel. And Cyberpunk 2077 definitely kicked your ass on that one. Uh huh. Um, Crackdown 4 announced. <laughs> nope. And Microsoft announcing a handheld console based on the Duke. Uh, not happening. Bethesda save predictions fallout 76 announced for 2018 point uh doom 2 or elder scrolls 6 t's i got a point for that um and commander keen remake nothing um marks ones i still think this was a great shout dishonored switch port no i points. really
0: I, you know what out of all of my dumb predictions i was genuinely thinking that would actually come true
1: yeah but uh, to be fair like i'd say a good like half to two-thirds of your predictions are easily plausible uh it's just it didn't break your way almost any time um a quake game on switch which was also a decent shout nothing and fallout 76 companion app which i think may have been the mortal lock of all three i thought for a second when they started talking about fallout shelter that you were getting a point on this one but you didn't um square enix i said kingdom hearts 3 to release by summer 2019 got a point for that just Cause Four is announced, and then uh, that for a bonus half point, I said the big selling point will be the largest map in Just Cause history. So I got one point five points hell, total geez, there. Wow! <laughs> I got, I was really thrilled when that one came up, and you said Chrono Trigger remake uh, and Lara Croft go two, and you got no points for that. Oh, actually, sorry, I have I didn't finish filling this out. I also said. You th- you laughed at me for this one, Mark. No mention of Final Fantasy 7 remake all weekend. I tell you what.
0: I tell you what. <laughs> that is yeah. That is bold, and you've come through. I it. was
1: Nostradamus in, in reincarnus. I, uh, I did you well there. Oh, then I did say Avengers game is revealed, and that did not happen. Ah, well, you know. <laughs> um, Ubisoft. I said we don't see Beyond and Good and Evil 2 Um, so I got no points on that. Uh, new Rayman in the Ubi Art Engine, no points. Division 2 is Spring Night 2019, and I got a point for that. Mark said, opens with Beyond Good and Evil 2, and I howled because it opened with Just Dance, which you hate. So Just Dance fucked you over in that one, because right after Just Dance was Beyond Good and Evil. Um, You had Lame Just Dance Routine, so you got a point for that one. Uh, Mario Cross, Tom Clancy, no points. A shame, really uh sony dave predictions uh, either death stranding or ghost of tsushima will be announced as a 2019 game that was a moonshot no points uh bloodborne 2 or a new from software game appears and thank god for playstation vr you won't hear me say that often
0: <laughs> i'll tell you what <laughs> of all the places you was expecting to get a from software announcement i don't think it would have been there and not for what we saw
1: <laughs> um hitman season 2 is announced this weekend and i got that thanks to leaks uh, bonus point if season one is pre order DLC. I did not get that, so I got 0.5 points on that one. Uh, and then my moonshot, Siphon Filter Reboot, did not happen. Mark's predictions PS Plus and PS Now will merge together, no. PUBG for PS4, set to release within three months, surprise that didn't happen. Uh, and now we get into the moonshots for Mark Metal Gear Solid remake, nope. And next, Pez has a Zone of the Enders demo, not happening. <laughs>
0: I mean, that one actually um, wasn't that serious of a prediction. Come on now. No, no. <laughs> you can tell that, like, with
1: all of these, you start off with a couple of good predictions, and then you obviously were just trying to find a third one and went wild. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you operate, Robinson. Um, Dave, uh, predictions for Nintendo. Smash Brothers is a new game. It's out in 2019, and a bonus point, if one of the characters revealed is Banjo, Rabbid, or the Solid Snake himself and we did get solid snake and smash is new and it's out in 2018 so that's 1.5 points for me there Jesus. uh proper metroid prime 4 trailer no points nope. animal crossing switch contested by mark i got no points so you got a point for that it's a
0: point it's a point point. Uh,
1: and then mother 3 contested by mark no points for me but a point for you um your nintendo ones were viva pinata for switch no not happening metroid prime 4 is a racer because fuck you no points uh splatoon 2 battle royale no points uh and roy will be a character in mario tennis aces sadly no points um that leaves us with a final score of dave 12 mark 3
0: thank you for playing the prediction game for this year (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'll come back strong next year I, I'll I will
1: I look forward to it if I keep track of it like this I think we could make it a bit of a competitive thing yeah I, I, I enjoyed doing it like this anyway let's bring this show to a close for the electronic three for another year I am a very exhausted and sleep deprived Dave Ryan man of the lion with me has been my E3 companion Mark Robinson we shall see you all for a normal regularly scheduled link to the cast next week.